Terry was 19 years old when her father suddenly died in a car accident and she had a serious relationship end. She didn't know how to grieve those losses. She said, during that time of my life, I was an emotional wreck. She drank too much and then became pregnant. Although she didn't know the Lord at that time, today she realizes that God was guiding and directing her. He led her to tell her aunt about the pregnancy. Her aunt prayed for her, offered her support, and connected her to friends that gave her a place to live and assisted her as she made plans to release her baby for adoption. Join us today as I interview my friend Terry about her journey as a birth mother of a son born more than 40 years ago in Texas. Stay tuned, you won't want to miss today's program. This is Kay Meyer, President of Family Shield Ministries and your host for today's program. Thanks Terry so much for being my guest today. I'm so pleased to be here. It's so great to talk about these things that Jesus has helped me with through the years. All right, very good. Well, let's go back. Tell us about your life when you were 19 years old. What losses did you experience? Well, my father, who I loved so deeply, died suddenly in a car accident. So it just rocked my world. It was just very heartbreaking. And I really didn't know how to grieve. I had never really experienced losses in my life. And so I began to uh, drink heavily and um, really in, a, in an escape from my, my very deep grief and loss of my father who I adored. So I believe it was really, um, I began to search for the true meaning of life. Um, I began to search for Jesus really, but my flesh and my worldly self was, was in the world and, and um, not knowing how to uh, come to grips and come to terms with the acceptance of this terrible loss. Now you also had a serious relationship at that time, about that same time that also ended, correct? That's correct, yes. I loved uh, this young person, We and I thought it was going to lead to marriage eventually, and so that was a significant loss in my life as well. So I think those two experiences really just um, caused me to uh, have emotional distress, and it was a difficult period. All right. And so you, uh, you mentioned a little bit about what you, you know, maybe acting out a little bit, some of the problems that occurred because you didn't know how to mourn the loss of your dad and the loss of this relationship. Um, uh, tell us just a little bit more about that time of your life. I'm sure it's a time you are challenged as you look back on, but what happened? Absolutely. You know, when you're going through grief, I went through a lot of support groups. Um, in years ahead. So I've really gotten a lot of wisdom and counsel to understand how to really grieve a loss or something that you are unhappy about and to manage your emotions and get support. Get with people who can counsel you about the whole gamut of grief involves anger, it involves um, you know dealing with the loss, um, not knowing how to cry and it, it, there's just so many aspects of grief that you need to find people who can support you and walk with you through that. Mm -hmm. And if you don't, sometimes you act it out yeah. because you have no idea how to manage your emotions. Right. They're so strong. Yeah. The anger and the, the um, how much you love them and, and you're angry with God a lot of times. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
but during that time, then uh, you you mentioned uh, you you drank and you became pregnant, mm -hmm. and that wasn't something you planned, I'm sure. What did you feel like when you found that out? Well, it just added to the traumatic phase of my life because I love children, and you know it wasn't planned. It was something really as a result of my lascivious life, the fact that I was making poor choices and you know partying and drinking heavily. Um, and you didn't really know the Lord at that time. You didn't have a relationship with that's him. That's true. Yeah. I always loved Jesus as a child and always was in a good church where I was worshiping him. But I didn't have a personal, intimate relationship with Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. So um, so I was kind of out at sea. I was really um, in rough waters yeah. and making some very wrong decisions. Uh -huh. And Which decisions a lot I of us do made. when we're young. It's it's not unusual to make some very difficult decisions. In fact, this morning I was mentioning to somebody that said something about, I won't say what it was because it was political, but I said, do you know, research shows that the brain has, has does not completely uh, grow and complete growing until you're 25 years old. And the last part of that brain to finish growing is the reasoning skills and that's why a lot of times youth don't do uh, they don't make good decisions you are so absolutely right you're very vulnerable it's like you're really at the phase of being a big child mm -hmm. you know where you're entering into adulthood obviously but you're really extremely vulnerable and you're not fully developed emotionally right, um, right. well you let, let's move to when you got pregnant uh, you didn't tell anybody for a while. Tell us a little bit about what that felt like, mm -hmm. knowing you were pregnant, and you didn't tell your parents, did you? I did share that with my mother. You did. And of course it broke her heart. She was sad for herself. She was already struggling. She was a mother of seven children mm -hmm. now from the age of 20 to, to 7. So she had a lot on her plate. She was really dealing with a lot. She was just the most beautiful finest woman mm -hmm. but it broke her heart mm -hmm. she loved me dearly and and she knew that it would be a struggle mm -hmm. and um, of course there's disappointment you know parents have dreams and visions for their children but but she was loving mm -hmm. she did Good. not reject me that's wonderful and you also had an aunt that you talked about and said she really helped you tell us a little bit oh, more about how she helped you and who she was yes just the finest um, she was my mother's uh, youngest sister, and um, I was always close to her. She was close to our family, so she taught me how to swim at Bangard Park, and <laughs> she was just, you know, wonderful. She was with our family a lot um, during those years. We really grew up with close families. Mm, so, um, And you're a twin. I am a twin. Uh, Praise God. I never knew that till oh, just last time we spoke. I never had heard that. Yeah. That's awesome. God set my brother and I together to earth. <laughs> Quite great. Nice. So uh, a little bit more about that. Your aunt then was somebody that you confided in, and she mm -hmm. was uh, the one that helped you get some support. Tell us a little That's bit correct. more about That's what happened as, as you shared with her that you were pregnant and how she supported you. Yes, immediately. Very um, unjudgmental and was just so merciful very kind and very, very supportive of um, helping me at that at that time during that crisis. 
And I really believe it was God's ordaining mm -hmm. that he had chosen her to to be the person, be the that, person that would help me during awesome. that time. Awesome. So um, she helped you find a family to live with? Yes, yes. Um, so you, she did you, I'm sorry, did you make a decision right away to release the baby for adoption or were you still contemplating that at that time? No, I. it was really the decision that was to be made. It was nothing I struggled with. Again, there was this divine intervention during this time and, and for this particular, you know, situation mm -hmm. with the adoption. It was, it, I always had a peace. Okay. There was a tremendous divine peace that, mm -hmm. that's, that that was to be the decision for this child. Okay, and so your aunt helped connect you to someone that you lived with and you began the process of whatever you need to do to release the baby for mm -hmm. adoption. Tell us a little bit more about that time. That had to be a hard time for you. It was, but there was something about the fact that that uh, God was carrying me through each step of the way. I got a good job. Again, my aunt knew someone there at a, a hospital there in, in um, the area, and it was just marvelous. Yeah. So I worked with very close friends. Immediately, friendships uh, bonded with my coworkers. So it was a very blessed, peaceful time hmm. for my child yeah. and myself. I don't know how many of the listeners know that I used to work at a maternity home for women that have chosen life for their babies. Some of them released the babies for adoption and others decided to keep their babies. Uh, but I had a, a lot of time to work with both of those. And the one thing I learned is birth mothers that release their babies for adoption love those babies. They love them enough to give them a better life than they can, especially when they're young. And as you said, your you know challenges of not being able to grieve your dad's death and uh, relationships uh, probably made that a great decision. Tell me a little bit more about how the Lord was guiding and directing you during this difficult time. You talked a little bit about the peace that you had, just a, a little bit more about that. Yes, I was reading the Bible and I was also going to a church in the area where I was living and I did have supportive people from the church yeah. family and so my search was very much to find the real truth of God and His Son Jesus and um, so I was praying and seeking I would have to say that was a time of my life where I was just seeking to know the truth mm -hmm. and it was um, so. It was a spiritual journey, Good. and our lives are. But it was yeah. intensified during uh -huh. that time of my life. Okay. Well, eventually, you did release your baby for adoption, and I want to talk a little bit about it. It was a closed adoption, so you have never met your son, but you did tell me you wrote him a letter. Tell us what the letter said and why you wanted him to know what was in the letter. Yes. Well, I really. Personally, did never want. I did not want to interfere with his life in his formative growing years. But at age 21, I felt that he would perhaps want to know that I was his birth mother, and so I sent a three-page letter to the adoption agency that I worked with uh, there in Texas, and I just invited him to um, have the opportunity to get to know me if he would choose to do that and that I would make myself available and would love to meet with him mm -hmm. and, and let him know that I enjoyed carrying him and mm -hmm. that the Lord had 
given him to me to give birth to. Now you have never heard from him, but I do know a lot of times the boys don't go seeking their mothers. But you also are not sure that that letter made it into your file because they did ask you for money. Did, did you tell me that? That's kind of sad. I, that makes me very sad to, to, to say that they ask you for money that you didn't have at the time. Mm -hmm. And so you're not positive that that letter ever went in the file. That's correct. There was a, it was a couple of hundred dollars uh, at that time. And I was, you know, in a job and, and just, um, but I did send the letter and they were very kind nice. at this agency. Well, so I hope they put it in the file. Yes. Yeah. 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 That's great. Mm -hmm. Just for our listeners, and I'm not going to share this now, but I did do a little research on the program and asked some pro-life people about making connections with loved ones, and they gave me some good advice, and I'll share that with you afterwards. And if anyone out there is looking for that, I would be happy to email that information. It just came from a couple pro-life people that know more than I do. And I, I just thought, today it is a little easier to make those connections, but unless you want to or have a, know what to do, you don't always know how to do it. I see people on Facebook holding signs up, I want to find my, my brother, and he was, you know, they were put into uh, foster care. So anyway, just want to mention that. I'm not going to share it now, but I want to make a couple announcements, and then we'll continue talking to Terry about her journey as a birth mother and a Christian and how God has been working with her. By the way, I want to say she has been one of our volunteers for many years, and Terry is a great friend, and I, I care about her, and I'm so thankful that she's willing to share this story. Yeah. Today, Family Shield is giving away the booklet, Live the Six, How to Be an Everyday Missionary. To request a complimentary copy, call the Family Shield Response Center, 1-877-250-8416, or email us at witness2family at gmail.com. Family Shield airs on 53 radio stations throughout the United States and through our weekly podcast, available on the internet and our website. As a listener-supported ministry, we need your prayers and financial support to continue airing the program in your community. This year, we're celebrating our 25th anniversary. We invite your prayers and support. You can give a one-time gift, sign up to give a monthly gift on our website, or mail a donation to Family Shield Ministries, P.O. Box 230015, St. Louis, Missouri, 63123. As we plan a celebration event later this year, we want to hear from listeners about how our ministry has touched or impacted your life or the life of your family. Would you share a written message through email at witness2family at gmail.com? Mail a message or tape a two to three minute video with your cell phone and send it to us. Some of these will be shared at our event. Some will be shared on our website and in other uh, ways. We only share those that you have signed and given us approval to do. Some of our people that we work with, especially through the countercult ministry, uh, has to be confidential and I hope you'll understand that. Thank you again for your prayers and support. We love hearing from our listeners. Now I want to go back to my guest, Terry, and uh, we've been talking about her journey uh, and uh, her son that she released for adoption uh, over 40 years ago, and we're thankful 
for her willingness to share that. Um, Terry, you have never met your son, but if you were able to meet him today and everything was good, what would you say to him? I would say that I just loved the time of having him in my womb and, and um, he was very active and so we would talk a lot and laugh a lot and, um, and that I was just honored to be um, his birth mother. It was very much an honor um, and a privilege and a joy and a special gift mm -hmm. from God. I bet you have thought of him throughout the years, see a little one when he was three, see a youth and knowing the age that he was all along, right? Absolutely. There's always been a, a tremendous divine peace that God is really in charge of his life. And um, I have sometimes thought about the biblical story of Hannah mm. and her son Samuel, mm -hmm. how she so much wanted a child. And I always wanted a lot of children too and wasn't blessed then later to do, to be privileged to do that, to be a mother. So, but I've always hoped and prayed and and uh, believed in my heart of hearts that his life is for God and for God's purposes. Mm -hmm. That's wonderful. That's awesome. And uh, it w it would uh, it would be a blessing to a know tremendous. that for sure. But I'm but I know God gives you that that peace about that to know that He uh, grew up with parents that knew Jesus. So let me go back a minute. Tell us what happened when you were 25 years old. This uh, time of your life, you were 19, right after this, I would assume, is when you got pregnant. When you were 25, though, what happened? You mentioned you were in church, you had been in church, but you hadn't really had that personal relationship with Christ. That's so correct. What happened when you were 25? That's six years, you know, five or six years after the birth of your child. Mm -hmm. And those five to six years were extremely traumatic. Again, I was grieving and lost. the losses were really accumulating, significant losses. Um, and, but all the time I was really searching for Jesus. And so when I was 25, my best friend who had rededicated her life to Christ was married to a pastor and they were ministering in Arizona, called me and over the phone she gave me the gospel about how I could be born again and that I could ask Jesus Christ to come into my heart to be my Lord and Master and Savior and to rule my life and to direct my life in the right way and on the good path and I was ready to be totally um, God's child through his son Jesus Christ. I had tried everything else. I was searching for him ultimately and he came and found me and so I prayed the sinner's prayer and the Holy Spirit came immediately into my heart and lives within me and guides my life and I know that through his scriptures we live with our Father in Heaven through his son's sacrifice at Calvary um, that he made for us that for our sins and I had many sins. Mm -hmm. I was very, I was weighed down with tremendous guilt so much so that I really did not believe that God would ever forgive mm -hmm, me. Mm -hmm. I remember you saying that. And so you learned that the Lord forgives all our sins. Amen. And that faith alone is what saves us. It's not our good works. It's not what we do. It's that he gives his gift of forgiveness and everlasting life to Amen. each of us. And he gives us joy. And uh, Terry, you have 
the spirit of joy because I know you can't always be as joyful as you seem, but you are always bubbly and uh, have a smile on your face, and I just think that's a real blessing. Well, I come from great parents, and they were, of course, my greatest gift from God. And uh, my father was very, um, he was very funny, and he would always make his children laugh. And and uh, I had a joyful grandmother. His mother was very, and so I come from really happy, fun, loving people. Nice, nice. Well, if you, for a moment, could speak to children who have been released for adoption, not your child necessarily, um, sometimes they think their birth mother didn't care or didn't love them. And I know for you that's not true. But just speak to the adopted children that are in our listening audience, whatever age they are. Oh, just know how much you are loved and how much you were intentionally loved by your mother choosing life for you. Um, and she also was very loving to know that her circumstances at the time of choosing adoption for you was godly ordained and um, that you would be loved by two parents and um, it's really a divine choice from my perspective mm -hmm. and that's what God has imparted to me. I, I always remember I mentioned that I worked at a maternity home. It's not open anymore. But I remember uh, one of the young girls was 16 years old and I had them in a Bible study every week and I remember the day after she released her baby, her being in that Bible study and just cry, crying but she knew it was the best thing for her child and she had a picture, just one picture and she was showing that picture to everybody and I had to drive a long way and I remember just crying on the way home because for the very first time I really realized how hard it would be for birth mothers to give up their children mm -hmm. but you do it because you love them you know that at 19 years old with all the challenges you were going through it was not a good time to bring a baby into your home mm -hmm. and I could never have seen him or held him mm. so it would it would have been impossible to break that bond I yeah and I think this little girl did and and I know they they tell you they kind of warn you of that but today uh, adoption is a little different. It's not always closed like it was back then. There are open adoptions in different phases, in different stages. And I know a lot of times it's just seeing a picture of them periodically. But sometimes it's actually open adoption where the birth mother gets to see the child and the child gets to see the mother. I don't know if that's great. I, don't, I have never talked to anybody that has that happening. So what else would you like our listeners to know, Terry? Well, I would just really encourage uh, young women to um, pray about really considering abstinence during their formative years prior to their marriage. Uh, it just would be something that would bless them to make that choice. It's, it's hard to go through um, loss, mm -hmm. you know, and when every woman like myself and everyone wants to have their babies and mm -hmm. to love them through life. Yeah. But God has a great plan and He covers our sins mm -hmm. with great mercy yeah. and a future filled with hope yeah, for our really. children that we release. And um, But it, it's best if you can avoid 
such painful right. experiences. Um, so abstinence is, is um, something to pray about and mm -hmm. to consider. Mm -hmm. And I pray that our society would protect that a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's and not you know. very, uh, there's not a lot of people that support abstinence-only programs mm -hmm. anymore. But so what you're saying, and I didn't pull this into your losses, of course, releasing the baby for adoption was another loss for you, wasn't it? Absolutely, yes. And it was, it was very traumatic. I had to work through quite a few years of counseling mm. um, to really work through the pain and the loss mm -hmm. um, and the guilt. I had a, oh, a great sure. deal of shame and guilt uh, that was very heavy um, over my decisions. And so I just, the Lord just really helped me to get free. And he just continually confirmed his forgiveness. And he does that. Mm -hmm. I want our listeners to know that no matter what you've done in life, Jesus Christ loves you mm -hmm. and forgives you. Yes. So I didn't have you, I didn't say this, but we have enough time. Speak to the other birth mothers out there who maybe aren't where you are, Terry. Maybe they're burdened with guilt and feel God can't forgive them. Wherever, whenever that happened, it might have been 40 years ago, it might have been last week. Mm -hmm. Just spend a couple, and I only have about two minutes. Well, I do want to say I'm a kindred sister. So, and that Jesus Christ forgives all of our sins, and he wants you to run to him, run to him, with your hurt, with your pain, with your loss, and with your guilt and shame, that you perhaps may feel that you're not um, uh, going to be forgiven, but just fall on your knees before Jesus Christ, ask him to be your savior, and he will come into your life, forgive you, he loves you, he's made you, he has a purpose for you in life, and he does not want you to be hindered and um, feel as though you're beyond his forgiveness. Mm -hmm. He has great plans for you. So awesome. turn your life over to him. Awesome. Again, my guest is Terry, and she's been sharing her story of loss and uh, having been a birth mother, and still is a mother, but a birth mother that uh, has never uh, met her son. And uh, I want to just mention again that Family Shield is giving away the booklet, Live the Six, How to Be an Everyday Missionary. To um, request a complimentary copy, call our Family Shield Response Center at 1-877-250-8416. And I also want to mention again that as we plan our 25th anniversary celebration, we are looking at, for testimonies from listeners and others that we've served through the years. It doesn't have to be anything long. A written message is great. It can be done through email or mail to us. And uh, someone suggested also a two to three minute video with your cell phone, which I thought was awesome because we have people all over the country and we're serving people all throughout the country. Again, this is Kay Meyer. My guest has been Terry. And we are so thankful for all of you that listen and support the ministry. You've been listening to Family Shield, a production of Family Shield Ministries. Its mission is to educate and equip people through the power of the gospel to know Christ, grow in His Word, and to strengthen individuals and their families. To learn how you can obtain resources or support the ministry, go to www.familyshieldministries.com or write Family Shield Ministries, P.O. Box 230015, St. Louis, Missouri, 63123. And tune in again next week for Family Shield.